And I think this next thing has the possibility to change lives. And that is the aha moment. Welcome back to Filling You In. I'm Coco and with me is my co-host Subash. And today we got a great episode for you. First of all, we'd like to say a big thank you to everybody who has supported us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. From everybody that reposted to people who sent in nice messages to everybody who followed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and subscribed on YouTube. Thank you all for the support. Now, today we're going to be discussing school. But before we get into that, we've got some breaking news. So on the last episode, we talked about how influencers are getting paid a lot. We're not going to stay on this topic for a while, but last time we are talking about how Charlie D'Amelio got paid a lot of money for an Instagram post. Well, guess what? Most recently in the TikTok kind of sponsored collaboration realm, Emma Chamberlain and Charlie D'Amelio have now partnered with Louis Vuitton. Uh, I do know about this. I don't really know whether it was a collaboration, whether they just appeared in, in shots. Regardless, Louis Vuitton is a luxury brand. And to see a TikToker and a YouTuber um, representing this brand, uh, it just shines light onto, again, how TikTokers are now collaborating with these very high prestigious brands. I mean, what do you think? I think to me, what's even more impressive is like how young these social media influencers are. Like Charlie D'Amelio is what, 16, 17 years old? And mm-hmm. Emma Chamberlain is like, is she like 20 or is she younger? Yeah, she's very young. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's they're young. both young. Sure. And it's just awesome mm-hmm. to see how they, ha- how they can have such an influence that a brand like Louis Vuitton will want to be working with them. The next breaking news has to do with Instagram and more importantly, their exclusive stories. Basically what this new feature is, fans, followers will be able to pay through Instagram for exclusive content on, you know, their favorite creators' Instagram stories. I'm not sure how much it's going to be, whether it's a a dollar, five dollars, you're going to get to see a new inside look into the lives of your favorite influencers. Um, What do you think? I mean, I think it's smart. It's really smart for Instagram to be going around and like copying all these different platforms to stay relevant. I think it's super smart business wise. I think the creators are going to love it. And I think we should head on to the biggest news we have so far is number one, that Aiden Ross has been banned Mm. from Twitch indefinitely for using his phone while driving on stream. I mean, it's dumb. Hell nah. It's so dumb. Really, dude? Really? Again, Twitch, I mean, Aiden Ross right now is is a trailblazer. He's absolutely taken off. I, I personally find his content really entertaining. Regardless, he has a lot of viewers, which means a lot of ads are being put onto his stream, which means brands really, you know, hey, if my ad is going to be put on the stream that has 100,000 people watching, what is the streamer doing, right? And this is, this is a big, big person in the community, uh, a, a role model. He's setting the bar right now. Uh, and you know, when you're at the top, little slip-ups have big consequences. And that's what's happened, unfortunately. Um, you know, obviously, people are saying kids reported this, like, during the stream. Uh, you know, he's promoting, you know, not being safe while driving. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. Obviously, Twitch has to be smart with what they're – how Twitch has to be smart with what, what's being put on their website and how it's associating with advertisers. But uh, it was stupid. It was a really weird call. And talking about being at the top, let's talk about the FaZe K drama. So, yeah, I mean, uh, FaZe K has been dropped from FaZe Clan with Jarvis, Tico, and Nikan uh, being suspended along with him. Um, 
you know, basically they had a whole pump and dump of, they had like a cryptocurrency. For those of you who don't know what cryptocurrency is, look it up, big topic. But basically they're promoting a coin, uh, a cryptocurrency coin, and they told everybody to invest in it because because it was associated apparently with a charity. Yeah, so the coin they were pumping was called Save the Kids, which was supposed to be a charity coin. And there were, and I was watching this YouTube video on it. And what's super interesting is the creators were not really making that much money off of it after they pumped and dumped it. Like they found their crypto wallets and pretty much you can see how much money went into that if you have the, if you have the crypto ID. And somehow the YouTubers were able to backlog it and, and get it. And they saw that like they only made like 20, 30K each. And considering that they're in one of the, if not the biggest gaming group in the world, like you're going to throw away your career for that little money. It just doesn't seem smart, you know, business-wise. Yeah. Um, FaZe Banks did uh, get confronted by a paparazzi person and they did ask him about the situation. Not sure if you knew about that. Uh, he said it was a hard call to make. Uh, but, you know, when you're when you're part of the when you are the president and owner, co-owner of the biggest gaming team and, you know, and you're basically a leader in the gaming industry as far as teams go. I mean, you've got to be you got to be a good role model and, and every single member of your team reflects back on the team itself and you know especially since all the members who did this were like the some of the most iconic and most well-known phase members i mean these the, the people the the members who did this they're all they're all some of the most iconic members in phase uh i definitely am not really super well informed on the situation phase banks just said it was a hard decision to make but they had to do it because uh you know it just it, it was bad. It was not a good thing, and it can't it can't be tied back to Phase Clan. Uh, I think it was an interesting call. I think, especially since Banks and all of them are friends, especially with some of the OG, the more OG guys. Yeah, and I could see how it's a hard choice for Banks to make since, like, I think what's his name, K was in Phase since like 2013. Like, what is that? Eight years. Like, getting rid of him, while kind of hard choice. I mean, there are legal applications to what they did. Now, before we get into the main topic, I want to get into my take on Snap Maps last last episode. Um, I was getting flamed on it. I'm not going to lie, man. And to be honest, um, I want to give you guys some background information on how the podcast works, as well as my like actual take on it. So the way the podcast works is we will record about maybe an hour of content, and then we'll cut it down for reasons such as I go on a ramble, or we go off on tangents and things just don't make sense in the podcast and should be better in a new ep- another episode and so we'll cut it so in the place of our snapchat conversation it was probably about 7 minutes in the actual thing which was cut down to like maybe 1 minute of actual content and so like everything we're talking about like my complete take wasn't fully in there that was 100% my fault i should have caught that and made the adjustment but i didn't and so my, here's my actual take on snap maps. First, I don't have my snap maps on. I agree with Subash on, the, on his point that people shouldn't have it on because it's dangerous. But for the people who have things like Life360, it's already integrated in for Snapchat. And so if you already have Snapchat and you're into things like Life360, which is pretty much people can track your every movement, then I think it's good. But I do not like Snap Maps. I do not condone it. 
I was just talking about how cool it is to have a feature. And I think with that, I'll hand it off to Subash to introduce us to our main topic for today. Okay, and moving into our main topic today, we're going to be talking about school, our life in school, uh, how we've done, just especially now since uh, we are high schoolers. And me and Coco have known each other since we were in elementary school. We weren't in school together, but we've known each other. And, uh, you know, things have changed. We've changed as people. And there's a lot to discuss and a lot to dive into here. We're going to start in middle school. And, um, you know, middle school is kind of an interesting point in people's lives. Yeah, so I think this topic and this complete episode will probably be one of the greatest episodes that we ever come out with. So let's start off with a simple question, which is, should you actually try in middle school? Hmm. Um, I'll go first. When I entered middle school, uh, I'd come from a school where grades weren't really a thing. And when I got to my current, the, the school we're currently in, uh, grades were a real thing and definitely a priority. And uh, I was I was told that grades didn't matter in middle school, that um, really they had no effect on your future. And while I would say definitely academically, like in the system and like how things go in your future, they kind of don't in middle school. I mean, as long as you're, you're passing, you're doing fine. They don't they're not really seen by colleges. Uh, they don't really have a strong effect on your future. But I actually do believe that grades matter in middle school. And I think it has to do entirely with how you learn. Um, you know, if you if you go into middle school, you go into trying and you go into middle school, you know, you start off kind of like how I did. Uh, I didn't really try. Uh, to be honest, I was almost a failing student. I really didn't apply myself anywhere in the beginning. And um, I mean, that's partially because of how I learned in the past. But um, I really just didn't. I was told things didn't matter. Um, and that that's slightly aided by my parents who just really told me to pass, uh, you know, my parents, you know, they, the grades weren't always a priority with them as well. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, in middle school, I, I picked up bad habits, uh, early on. And that's why I think you should, you know, try from the jump, uh, get, get started really well in middle school to set yourself up in the future. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree, but I think it also depends on your situation. Like you, I have super like relaxed parents where like, if you get a B, you know, something you're going to lose your phone. So try get it up. But other than that, it's like, enjoy your time, make some friends, learn some cool things and just try your best to learn. And for me, that was great because I'm sort of able to do whatever I want. Like if I fail a test, whatever, if I don't want to read a book, whatever. Now that won't work in high school. But in middle school, eh, come on now. I, I think we all got away with it. And yeah. um, it, and like I said before, you know, it leaves a dent in how you learn and you pick up habits and habits are hard to break. There's some, there's some that are easy, but for me, uh, I picked up laziness, really laziness, uh, procrastination, you know, stacking up missing assignments. These were habits that I picked up. These were habits that got into my cycle, got into my rhythm. Hey, you know what? Don't do this. It goes missing. Do it later. Do it until someone tells you you have to do it. Uh, don't worry about deadlines. Deadlines don't exist. There's always an extension for everything. And that's the mentality that I really went into middle school with. And it was, dude, it was toxic. It, it, later on, it became su- something that was so hard to break. And, and, you know, eventually these habits, they just got into my cycle. They got into my rhythm. And, you know, as high school started to get around the curve, I realized I needed to pick things up. And uh, these habits, they weren't going to cut it in the future. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as friends go, as you see in movies about middle school and stuff like that, uh, you know, there's your stereotypical cliques. Uh, you have your friends. For me, I kind of it was definitely mixed. I was never really part of like a specific clique. I never really played a a sport that had like a group of people. I was never really part of a specific club. Like I was just friends with a lot of different people that did a lot of different things. Um, and I think that definitely served me great because I got to meet a lot of different people. But I mean, what about you? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I sort of floated around in middle school. And I think that it's really interesting to see how how people act in middle school. Like, for example, me, I was kind of a class clown, kind of, you know, not too nice. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll just be honest. I'm, I wasn't too nice. You could some people may have called me a bully. And to that, I'd say. I'm sorry, because the way I acted then, I may still act like that. Now I am working on it. Um, it. It's not cool. And the effects that it has on people like in middle school at a young age and how that carries over to high school is it has a big effect. And I don't want to have a negative effect on someone ever because of actions I did in the past, actions I do in the present, actions I'll do in the future. So I think if there's one thing you need to remember during middle school and high school and your life is, and as ironic as it sounds and as stereotypical as it sounds, it's be kind, be nice, because at the end of the day, there are these little moments that you can create for another person that will change their life forever. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I have on multiple occasions and it, those things, they change my life. And they help me see a different side of people, a different side of the world, and see through a new lens and perspective. And I mean, yeah, uh, going from middle school to high school, it's a big transition. It might not seem like it from the outside, but but yeah, it was a big jump. It's a, it, was, it was definitely a, a really serious transition. Uh, academically, uh, things got more intense. Uh, you know, the heat was turned up. We actually have a GPA. Things really matter. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, so I agree. Like once we got into high school, the pressure just got turned all the way up. You know, like classes got harder. We got more work. You know, what's interesting to me is that when people ask me, like, do you like high school? I tell them no. And I think the reason behind that is because it counts now. You know, back in middle school, like I said, I could get an F on a test and I would sort of care. But I mean, it's not the end of the world. Whereas if you get an F in a class in high school, that goes into your transcript. I mean, that potentially could ruin your future. And, you know, just looking at how society views the education system now, which is go to school, get good grades, go to a good college, make lots of money. You the know, rat race. Yeah, you become, quote unquote, successful. You know, it's really interesting to see how much pressure it creates on us as students and I don't know if you feel it. I definitely feel it. And there's this thing that I want to talk about. I know you know what I'm talking about. And for the kids who are on it, it happens in freshman year, maybe before that. For kids who are sort of on it, like the average, it happens late sophomore year and early junior year. And that's what I call the aha moment. So you may be wondering, what is this aha moment? Well, what an aha moment is like when you have this huge realization like, oh, wow, I get it, you know, and for high schoolers, that's when you're in sophomore year 
or junior year or even maybe senior year and you've been teasing all the people who've actually been doing things you know you've been making fun of them you may have been bullying other students things like that and you get to these years and you realize oh my gosh I don't know what I'm doing with my life all these people around me they're all doing these cool projects they're Mm -hmm. all finding their interest and passion and me I've been super negative to them and Mm -hmm. now I kind of need their help because what am I going to do? Like, correct. I'm having this aha moment. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I've that it that you're talking about is just the moment you realize that things are going to start to count, that everything ahead of you, every step you take is going to have a momentous effect on what's happening in your future. Um, you know, and the people that are hating on people that, and a lot of people, like you said, will show negativity on people who are, you know, starting their own projects, starting their own podcasts, starting their own community service efforts um and it may seem cringy or like what are they doing like get a life right like those types of things are people who are really setting themselves up for the future those are the types of things that people higher up people are going to look look back on and be like wow this person really they created this they did this and you know it's really cool what they did uh and and you know the high schooler the high schooler perspective of something like that you know, it's going to be some people are just going to find it negative and find it stupid, but they're going to eventually realize that these people are doing things that are that are possibly having an effect on the community, but are also going to have an effect on their future. And, you know, they want to hop on that. They want to they want to work on projects, too. They want to start doing things that other people aren't already doing. Um, and those people, they've just got to wake up to the reality that uh, you've got to be different. You've got to stand out if you if you really want to make it somewhere. Uh, it's just how it is. Um, it's just how it's just how we've seen it become. A lot of the people that I personally look up to and admire have done things in their communities that they might have been hated on before, that they might have been frowned upon before for doing because it might have seemed stupid in the moment. But uh, you know, looking in the future is something that's really important and. That aha moment is when you realize that your future matters and that what you're doing in the present time has a complete and total effect on what's happening in your future. Uh, And yeah, a lot of people get woke to that really late and it has a really negative and dangerous effect on what happens to them. But uh, I'm fortunate to kind of have snapped into that mindset that everything I'm doing, you know, it really matters. And um, I'm really setting myself up for the future. But uh. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just sparks for everybody at different times. And I think it's not only like these projects that you're talking about, but it also has to do with the grades. Because I remember hearing all these people saying like, you know, grades don't matter. I'll try and I'll try in high school. But the thing is, you can't just flip on that switch. You have to be super like you have to have such skill like that you haven't been trying at all and that you're somewhat of a genius to be able to flip the switch on if you've been completely not trying in middle school. because those habits, those years of slacking off, procrastinating, fooling around, dilly-dallying, it'll show up in high school and it will affect you bad. And, and I want this to be a warning to everybody out there, like wake up, have your aha moment because this is life, this is happening, this is not a dream. This, the, the things we do each day will have an effect on the future of our life. Think about that. Yeah. And another thing I think that's interesting is for those that don't wake up even in like don't have their aha moment in sophomore or senior or junior year is they have this mindset of 
I don't need school because people like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg didn't need it. And to those people, I say, you better be a genius because those guys were. Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard. You want to talk about Steve Jobs? That guy has a genius IQ, created one of the biggest companies in the world, if not the biggest, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of these these famous people that that drop out early and become successful. You're like, I can do that. You know, uh, anyone, anything, anyone can do anything if you put your mind to it. But you've got to have that. You've got to have that mind. You've got to have that plan. And you've really, whatever you're gonna do when you drop out, the reason that you hop off of the course that that's that's allotted out for you is is because you really believe in something, and believe that something can change the world, and believe that something that will lead you on for the rest of your life. The idea that that's a possible opportunity, uh, it's a beautiful idea. It's something that I think a lot of people, you know, dream about, you know, dropping out and having a very successful company, but it's, it's really, it's rare. It doesn't happen to everybody and it definitely doesn't happen to everybody, you know, before college, uh, college is a great resource. It's definitely a topic that we're going to dive into probably in another episode, um, but you know, college is going to provide a lot of people with strong resources and the people that dropped out of college um, and became successful, they had really strong ideas and they, they, they took a really, really, really big risk. And a lot of people, I know, I definitely a lot of people take that risk, hoping to follow in their footsteps, but fail. Yeah. And I, I think we're not trying to like throw shame on people who want to do that. If you want to do that, you know, go ahead and try it, but you better know what you're doing. And I hope you have a backup plan. We're just trying to help you make sure that the decisions that you make now don't have a long lasting effect on you in the future. Negatively. Yeah, negatively. And I mean, yeah, that's the aha moment. That's, that's when you realize that things matter and that everything that happens now has a very strong effect on your future. Uh, and that's when you break out of habits like procrastination, uh, turning in late assignments, not studying. You know, it's, school shouldn't be your life, but- you know, school does have a strong effect on your future. And a whole nother aspect of school besides the academic side, like we talked about in middle school, is the social aspects, friends, you know, the groups you're part of, the communities that you're part of within your school and in your, you know, within your school. Uh, what do you think? So there's this quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And what it really means is, if you hang out with a whole bunch of people that do bad things, the chances are you're not going to be put in a good situation in the future. Whereas if you're surrounding yourself with people who are trying to do better, do good for the community, do good for the world, the planet, the universe, you'll probably end up doing pretty good, you know? And I think I've tried my best to surround myself with people that do good, that are trying to make a difference. And that's all I can do, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely watch the people that I hang around with, um, you know, the people like you said that, that you hang around with have have a reflection on you vice versa. Uh, I try to surround myself with people that are, you know, having a positive impact on me and that I am giving that positive energy back to, um, you know, people that are really just dragging me down. I just don't have time for it. I don't think that it's necessary. I don't think that it's positively. I don't think that it's positively helping me. Uh, I kind of realized that earlier on, especially when I started hanging out with people that really weren't like that really just weren't good people to hang out with. Uh, but yeah, now I hang out with people that I really do enjoy hanging out with who I think really, you know, 
they're well-rounded and that are good people and, you know, aren't having a negative effect on me. Uh, same, similar to middle school. I'm not really in like a, a specific group. I kind of just like, you know, float around. I'm chill with everybody. I, I don't really have enemies. And I mean, yeah, you know, your surroundings are who you are. Yeah. And I think a key part of growing up and just being in high school is realizing when you're in a bad environment, because your environment has such an effect on everything. You're in, I mean, your friends, the words you use, things like that. I mean, it, it has such an effect on you. And so you need to make sure that the environment you are in is one you want to be a part of. Yeah. And people, you know, will, will slide through groups and, and, and make new friends. It, it just naturally happens. Uh, it's definitely, you know, going to happen to everybody. You know, you meet new people, you know, you leave some old people in the past. It's evolution. It's just moving forward. And, you know, you learn a lot from, from, from the people that are around you. And I mean, yeah, um, thinking about the future, it's exciting. It's extremely exciting, but it's also really scary. Um, college is a whole new world. You're in a whole new place. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're staying, doesn't matter where you're staying, where you are now, uh, in the same state or wherever you are, or you're traveling abroad, uh, to another college, if you do plan on going to college. Um, but I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be different. I can't speak on it because we're not there yet. Um, we're not, we haven't experienced what college is like. We're currently college is probably, the biggest goal in the future right now. It's the thing that everyone is working towards. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Uh, I think I'm, it's, it's something I'm looking forward to. And it's, it's, and it's crazy to say this out loud, but it's in the near future. It's insane to say that out loud, but in the grand scheme of like my life and where I am, college is coming up. Yeah, it's definitely kind of scary to think about how close it actually is and it's it's kind of what we're all working towards but for those of you who are more focused on going to something else and just skipping out on college I mean companies are not really looking for college degrees as much as they were before and if you're really good at say like coding or some some type of trade work plumbing electrician things like that just go for it do what makes you happy because at the end of the day, we only have a certain amount of time and we got to make sure that every minute, every second counts. At the end of the day, your passions are a huge part of your identity and uh, they can take you a long way. Um, and that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. So with that being said, we hope you learn something new. We hope you take away something from this episode. Maybe you just had your aha moment. Maybe you just learned wait, I got to stop procrastinating. I got to start focusing. Anyway, again, this is our second episode. We really appreciate you guys for listening in today. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. Wherever you are, drop us a follow, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, leave us a comment down below on your favorite part of today's episode. And as Subash said, thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode. Mm-hmm.